pretty good there. All right. We are recording. Don't say the N-word. Unless it's in a joke. Not really. Shouldn't. <laughs> shouldn't do that. No, shouldn't. <clears throat> oh, God. This is uh, what? We recorded one Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Three days. Since we're doing it. We're doing it. We're making up for the two weeks that we were off. Right. I just, I was off, so I figured it was. Just yeah, we're both it, doing nothing today. Let's just give it a shot. It's a cold, gloomy shit day. Yeah. After this, I'm going to go home and take a nap. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's nap day today. So. Would you, would you want to watch the Louis C.K. thing? I can give you my login information if you want. Did you guys watch it last night? Yes. I just, I didn't know what you were doing. I, compl- so. I completely forgot that I told you we were doing it I got, <laughs> that's okay i got, I got to, to aaron and elaine as i was like oh fuck <laughs> it's all right this could upset him <laughs> <laughs> no not at all not at all i'm well for one thing i was kind of glad because where i had pulled that double the day before i was fucking oh you slept i was wrecked did a 16 yeah you didn't want to do that anyway no i can give you my login information you sure watch i'll watch it. it later um now we were discussing um the critical drinker being a this is going to be a fun employment files, essentially. Sure. So. I agree with a lot of things he has to say. Like, I think that sometimes he does go over the line when it comes to that. Um, you know, that that when you're just like, oh, it's, that's a step too far. Yeah. But he doesn't often do it. So um, he doesn't do it often at all. But his grasp of story is impressive. Mm-hmm. Extremely impressive. As a matter of fact, I feel proud that. What he was saying about Finn when he wanted to rewrite Finn are ideas that I ha- almost I had very similar without even consulting his first. Yeah. So people who can tell good stories usually go along the same lines. Because when you're going to rewrite Finn, for all y'all who don't know, Finn is the awful Stormtroop character from the yes. sequels who they couldn't do anything with. So my laundry's overflowing. Yeah. Your laundry's overflowing? Yeah, like uh, whenever I do laundry and um, the um, the water line over over overfills or something? No, the uh, when it drains, mm-hmm. the, there's a backup in the entire sewer system on this hill that is never going to get fixed. So it backs up into my basement. So you've got water. you've got shit water in your basement it's right not now. Shit water, it just it just stagnant, stagnant. water. It's right. Stagnant. Right. It smells kind of like poop. Well, although there has been shit water in my basement. Well, I remember that. That was awful. That was a fun time. I'm trying to find a lighter, and I can't find one. I'll deal with it later. <laughs> <laughs> if you had some fabuloso, it'd be it's pretty good stuff. Yeah, it's just stagnant. Stagnant water that sits in drains forever. Right. It is, and it's just. Oh, dude, I've cleaned drains in restaurants. You want to talk yeah. about something fucking obscenely vile? Just, I was working at a certain local restaurant, and they wanted to clean the drains. Oh yeah, during business hours, and I said, "You can't do that. You should do that because that's a ma- a. It's going to drive everybody out of here with the smell, and b. It's massively against health code because the shit's coming out of that drain is like literal shit. It's it's not shit that we produced, but microorganisms are eating the stuff that's in their drains and creating shit is what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So it is literal shit. Yeah, kind of. So, yeah. um, and 
I was a dumb cook, so I didn't know anything. So they continued to do it. And I said, if you're going to do this, I'm not working here today. I'm walking out. A, it's going to make, uh, it's going to drive your business out. And B, it's going to make all of us sick back here. There was a girl who was hanging her head out the window and throwing up because it was so bad. <laughs> and they finally, and the guy who, who ran the, uh, he's one of these guys we all know these guys, these blue collar guys who think because of what you do, you're not worth a fuck. So therefore your opinion doesn't mean anything. I was a cook and he's big, tough blue collar guy. So what he thinks goes, and I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. So I would consider cooks blue collar. No, but they they don't, they don't, you, you, your, your job is to be scoffed at and you are to be ridiculed and you are worth nothing. His wife didn't even know my name. And I worked there for a couple of years. Hmm. She called me fella. All the time. I was like, my name is Chuck. You've been around me several times. You Mr. Keenan, if you're nasty. <laughs> you can't remember my fucking name. So, um, and she was a sentient cloud of perfume. So, um, trying to find a, uh, like a good short clip of the critical drinker so people can hear him. Because we keep doing the impression of him. <laughs> Don't <Holy>. know. <laughs> the message. <laughs> Trying to find a just a nice short. Here he is talking about the Last of Us TV show, but it's thirty nine minutes. So I could forward into it, and I know bit. he's just raving about it because he likes it. This is oh, this is a whole. That's a whole. That's uh, when he's having a. It's a big stream. A talk. Yeah. Um, no, but we were discussing Finn, and and my idea for Finn was like, okay, there's a firefight with the New Republic over top of this planet. It, it goes planet side. He gets knocked. He gets knocked out and injured. Well, since stormtroopers are a dime a dozen, they don't mean anything. They leave him to fucking lay there. But they're also tough. So he gets up and he's trying to survive. His appearance would have been different. His head would have been shaved. He would have had a, a number tattooed on his face mm-hmm. that was holographic, or even better, even better, a barcode. You know, because they're that's what they are. So remember when people used to get barcodes tattooed like on the back of their necks. <sighs> It was actually a great idea to begin with, but everybody's mm-hmm. like, let's run with that. We're going to do it, too. It's fucking annoying. But anywho, um, then um, Poe would have crashed. And Poe, this is this is character development together. Poe, being a good, tough guy and a, and a fighter pilot and all this stuff, but also a good person, sees him in the desert and can't leave him. He's like, well, there's a human being. I can't just leave him to die, even though he's a stormtrooper. So he helps him, and then they start to characterize by interacting with each other. And Finn is very is almost silent to begin with, but then he starts to talk about where he comes from, his childhood, what happened to him, what and how I would have started the whole thing. the The whole movie is a almost a montage of Finn being turned into a stormtrooper, mm-hmm. taken as a baby, put through the training. You see him getting bombarded with almost clockwork uh, work, orange esque fucking propaganda beamed into his face all the time, you know, being trained to fight me like an insult, essentially, you know, just not without feelings. You can't have feelings. You can't be a human being. Yeah. So I would have done all that. And then you have this hulking brute of a character who's a fucking badass, but he's also kind of childlike because this is all he knows. Mm-hmm. So that can be manipulated and used in the story. So many awesome ways. Like he's also fearless. So he's going to be a, a powerful you know, companion, like in a fight, he's going to, you know, then his fight with Kylo Ren, 
I still would have made Kyler Ren dispatch him quickly without any fucking just force wham. You know, you're less than nothing. You're a stormtrooper, you know. And then him block, and then he picks up something and swings down, and Kyler Ren blocks it real quick, but it's like, you know, well, almost, un- to almost unexpected. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then he like forces him off again, then he just fucks Ray up. You know, I just absolutely to- toys with Ray, like fucking like Darth Vader in, in Empire Strikes Back. Oh, bang, I was bang, thinking bang. also the Hulk with Loki, just fucking right, bam, bam, just cuts her upside her face, cuts her upside her face right there. Because part of the hero story is the story of the, the the hero must be scarred in some way, maybe cut off an arm, maybe cut off a hand, like like he did with Luke, like with every other character e- in this fucking series. Exactly, like uh, the where that comes from. One of like those Jamie Lannister. Yes, well, that's a good one. See, Jamie Lannister is, is like Herschel from is the almost Walking Dead. A, <laughs> is almost a dark Luke Skywalker. Yeah, when you really think about it, he, he's he's a selfish, callow person, and he has to go. It's character arc. Character has to develop. Not hey, I'm powerful, and then I'm just going to run through this and run through everybody. That's fucking stupid. He's absolutely correct that Ray is Mary Sue and cannot be used. Mm-hmm. Rumor is the next Star Wars trilogy. Is a continuation of Ray. That is a massive mistake. Yeah, they what they need to do is they need to write uh, screenplay versions, mind you, of the Grand Admiral Thrawn books. The uh, the uh, you're like a real nerd. You've read these things. Yes, the okay. Heir of the Empire series. No, I've only read three Star Wars books essentially, okay. but still. But those were the ones that were like the the ones that George Lucas loved so much. He said, if I was going to make sequels to my stuff, this is what it would be. It's this alien general, I mean, admiral, who's a fucking badass. Like the, um, all the characters in the latest trilogy, those weren't, those weren't in any of the books. Those were just newly created characters, right? Well, some of them were in, um, like cartoons or something like that, which I think that was a massive mistake as well. Those things need to exist on their own, you know, that being said, yes, Timothy Zahn's books are an exception, but there's a notable exception because they're so good that that story, those stories, I might give you those books to read if I can find them. They're so much fun to read. Hmm. It is a legitimate continuation of the Star Wars, you know, the Star Wars story. Luke is trying to te- teach Leia. Leia's just now getting into being a, and she's pregnant. Um, they find this old fleet called the Dark Force, which are these Katana style ships, like that, which, which, by the way, those big ships at the, uh, the uh, whatever the empire was in that the new order, their ships that look like that are those. I mean, it's it's how they're described. Oh, stubby but cylindrical. I mean, but uh, triangular. Yeah, it looked like airheads. Real, real powerful looking ship. You know, muscular looking ship. Yeah, they can do a lot of damage. So, um, you know, but with Finn, that's it. That makes him with uh, and then how, you know, I would have written it with Ray. Is Ray is not trying to stay on world to see her parents. She's trying to get off world, and it's really fucking hard to do because it's in the middle of fucking nowhere. It's it's worse than Tatooine. There's less on Jakku than there is on Tatooine, if that's fucking possible. Tatooine has has at least a couple of minor cities. Jakku has essentially nothing. So, you know, she can't even find a transport to get off and look for her parents. So she finds Poe and Finn and one of her flaws, because she does have to have flaws, is that she's kind of living on her own and having grown up like that. Makes her a decent fighter. She can fight. She can beat an average person. Because you're going to have to have a little bit. You can't have him be a weakling. Yeah. But they can't be a badass and be- defeat a Sith Lord. That's just fucking dumb. And um, 
But one of her flaws is, is that she's kind of self-serving. So she tells him, look, if you can, I can get you to a place where you can get off world, but you're going to, but it's, it's beyond her means. Like I'm going to, you're going to have to help me and get some of the, the Republic's money down here or whatever to get me off world. And I'll help you get off world, but this is the way it is. And then they can't do that. But then the thing about it is she's like, she's not a mechanic, but Poe would have been that you see, you can work that into his skill set too. You could say he's a pilot. He wouldn't. Right. You can say, if you can find me a ship, I can get it running. If it's got wings, I can fly. Basically. Yes. He's a maverick type. So she's, she says, well, there's this old freighter ship sitting over here. That's perfectly good. It's just got a couple, you know, fairly major problems that would need to be fixed by a mechanic. So we'll show it to me. And she shows him it's a millennium Falcon. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he could mirror something that everybody would have laughed at. He can look at it and say, what a piece of junk. That's what Luke said when he saw the fucking yeah. William Falcon the first time. People cheer, they clap, they laugh, they clap. You know, you have to have those moments. So he gets it running. They get off world. They get in a big firefight. And then you, there you go. That's half your movie told, or a quarter of your movie told right there. With character development and fun times and the cheers and all that shit. Another big mistake they made. Um, was never having a scene with Luke, Leia, and Han in the That's same, fucking stupid. In the same scene at the same time. You know what they were trying to do? Is the thing, same thing they were trying to do with Lord of the Rings. We're going to tear down the old thing to make the new thing because the old thing doesn't represent everybody. The new thing does, so we have to destroy that old thing. No, the old thing was popular for a fucking reason. Yes, it's going to have generational flaws that can be fixed, but in a gentle way. Not, hey, let's just burn the fucker down so we can build it on top of the ashes. Don't do that. That's fucking stupid. So, you know, the woman who said Lord of the Rings, she legitimately said, I'm wanting to destroy that because it's not representative. I'm like, I'm sorry it's not representative. It's it's based on Nordic mythology. It was written 120 years ago. Well, I mean, 100, but, you know, it's... Well, no, he didn't. He didn't write Lord of the Rings. It's probably he did this about the 1950s, I think. Really, I think or the 1930s, maybe because he wrote. I think it was the 30s. He wrote The Hobbit, um, I think, briefly briefly after World War One. So, so that's a problem. You have a bunch of people who think they know better because the old thing is misogynist and racist and all that shit. When it's none of those things, it was just a product of the time. They didn't. They did none of those things. Uh, Lord of the Rings was published in 1954. Okay, thought so. I thought it was somewhere around then. Um, but that's such a large thing. He's probably been writing it since the 20s. Well, hell, he started over three fucking times, and, he, and each time he had like a thousand pages in. I've had to do stuff like that with my songs. Yeah, like but doing it with a thousand page book. Three times. And also doing it on a fucking typewriter, oh, not God. not with a computer or with any kind of modern technology. The yeah, guy, you can just talk to your computer now and it'll type everything out for you. Yeah, not only that, but you can just cut and paste. If you want to, you, you have the old thing, you can work it around, you can manipulate it. With that, it's on paper. It is tactile. You have to throw it away to actually, re, re, you know, to begin again. Mm. So, Michael Finnegan. <laughs> No, and the thing, and we were, what we were talking about at the at the top of the hour was um, writing a Superman story. Well, there's two ways to do Superman villains. You can either dip into his rogues gallery, which is extensive, and pick out people that are f- stupid powerful. That's a thing to do, and that's really interesting. But then you can pick people who can outthink him, which there are many. He's not dumb, but because he doesn't have to think about things to do other things, he bowls his way through because he can. 
that's just by nature how he does things. Mm-hmm. So Lex Luthor can outthink him. You know, you got a couple of people that I can, you can even come up, maybe even create a villain that is going to make him pay somehow. Like, you know what a good example of that is? Brainiac. Brainiac's awesome. Brainiac is one of those mega powerful. That's the one that should have been in the movie. Don't bring Zod in at first. Zod is too fucking powerful. He's another Kryptonian for fuck's sake. Yeah. So bring in Brainiac, who you could have built the story around. Brainiac saw and was a part of Krypton being destroyed because he was telling all these sciences and stuff that it'll be fine if you keep tapping the planet core. He did that on purpose because he has become a an AI. And this could this is a thing that can tap into our our fear of things on this planet. It became and it was an AI that became self aware and and then became became malicious. And it knew for its own safety and its own propagation of itself that it had to destroy this place. So it had been working for this for a while. It had worked its way, its tendrils into everything. And then one day it was time to go. It just rips everything out and fucking takes off. And Krypton, Krypton, you can make Brainiac responsible for the destruction of Krypton. Cool. That would be a good idea. And then Brainiac being Brainiac, which there's really no malice. It's more of a a machine thinking as opposed to malice is like, I'm doing these things because these are the smart things to do. And I have no morality. So it's like the Borg, the Borg have no morality. They just do things because they do them. You know, they, they have the greatest line maybe ever in the, in the history of science fiction resistance. Um, it's gay. Resistance is futile. I think mm-hmm. it is. It's like, we will, and they're actually kind of say something that would be in, in another uh, context even kind of nice they say we will we will add your technological and biological distinctiveness to us you will help us be better we will help you be better that is actually what they think they think by incorporating you into the collective that they're making you better even though they're robbing your culture of individuality and all those things things that we prize they don't have individual individuality by their very nature they can't understand such a thing and to them it would be well individuality makes people fight each other so why would we need that thing mm-hmm. we work together and look what we've done we've taken over galaxies we've taken all, we've done all these things and so therefore the proof is in the pudding we win because what how we win, how we live is better and what you think is irrelevant so I think that's actually a pretty good analysis of, of uh, the Borg and even something like Brainiac. So you have Superman defeat Brainiac, you know, in the first one. And then in the first movie, you would have Zod and his followers. You could even make Zod into a villain with some pathos and with some you would understand why he think that way, because he's seeing this happening as well. And he th- and he started this coup because he knew he didn't know Brainiac was behind it, but he knew what they were doing was destroying the planet as well. And he's like, but he's a military minded person. I have to take this over to make it better. He's doing it out of a genuine want to to make things better, but he doesn't get that you can't do these kind of things. You can't stage a coup and kill everybody, and that makes it okay. That doesn't make it okay, even though you might save the species or whatever. So. You would have him go off world or something like that, or even Brainiac discovering him, throwing them into the Phantom Zone as because they're a legitimate threat to Brainiac. And then when Brainiac is destroyed, all the programs that Brainiac have 
spin out and, and can't work anymore. So then Zod and, and his two followers, or however many there would be, would be freed. They would come to Earth. Then you would have the inevitable fight between Zod and Superman. That's You can build two great movies out of two separate groups over two separate villains mm-hmm. that are... At, at, that are villains against each other that are diametrically opposed. So, I, I mean, those are to not to my own. Those are good ideas. What they did in the movie was too much too soon. You can't you can't build a movie on that. I mean, they were trying to rush to get to. They were trying to, to throw at Justice League, and then that stunk. Um. Yes, but yeah, they, there should have been three Superman movies before even. You know who Zod is. He doesn't. Superman doesn't. Right. Before before Zod even mm-hmm. confronts him, send underlings maybe or Well, you know what the underling was to begin with? Doomsday. Oh, yeah. He sent Doomsday out as a typical military minded thing. We're gonna send an advanced guard or a vanguard to soften him up some and to deal a blow to some of the things that might be a threat to us. Therefore, you build here's what you do. You build all the characters separately. And then in the last, in the third Superman movie, they send up Doomsday. This, the team is established. They have a camaraderie. They like each other. They love each other even. You know, there's quips and all those things because they're good. They're working with each other, like the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And then the death of Superman actually means something because he's so powerful and runs the team. And he defeats Doomsday in the fight. Doomsday gets, I don't know if he even killed Doomsday in that fight, but he stopped him. The cartoon is a perfect you could do a shot by shot remake of that, and it would be a perfect Superman movie. Which so, one? Um, the Death and Return of Superman. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. When yeah. he's fighting Doomsday, that fight is fucking great. I mean, it is Doomsday is wrecking fucking shop. There is no he beats the shit out of Wonder Woman, beats the shit out of everybody. Just absolutely mollywops Wonder Woman's ass. Wham! Just fucking knocks her, and she tries to cut him, and she can't cut him. And he, and then that's how you differentiate Superman because when Superman hits him the first time, it really stumbles him and hurts him. People stand up, cheer, yeah, he's gonna get him, and then they get in this big fight, and Superman dies. Everybody cries. Roll credits. You know, so or at least have this the funeral and all that stuff. Then roll credits. Then it fi- it comes out that dark side that uh, Doomsday was sent by this other guy to soften him up, mm-hmm. and now he's coming. And fuck, we don't have Superman. What are we gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> he's just like he stopped this guy. Who, who knows how many fucking things this guy has of those? And that's the first one he sent. Ex- fuck, exactly. <laughs> so then you're gonna have to. Bring everybody together. You're going to have to bring Black Adam, Shazam, all the people who can't fight Superman but can give him a decent run, but all of them banded together, even though the thing with Superman is, and I, this is one thing I love about the character, he's always holding something in reserve because he's so kind. Yeah, he doesn't want to kill everyone. He could destroy Black Adam. He could kill Shazam. It wouldn't even be a fight, except the fight in Kingdom Come, which is a little bit different. So... um you know, you can write such great movies with that. And I'm hoping that's where James Gunn's going to go. I think we should be hearing something about what's planned in the next few days. I would have started with an actual Superman movie. I would have not done a flashback. I would have not done that stuff. I would have done it chronologically. I would have gone Krypton, the beginning of Krypton, crash on Earth, kid trying to learn how to deal with his powers, goes to fucking Metropolis, all that stuff, and then build the character that. You have to build the character that way. Because then you get to know him, and you get to like him. And then throw Brainiac in there. Shit, this... And then he has to dip into a, a well of power he didn't know he had. 
So I'm telling you, man, the first Superman movie by Richard Donner is a masterclass in how to make a fucking superhero movie. Yeah, the um, the Marvel people still make everybody that's making a superhero movie watch, watch Superman. Superman, and they fucking should. And you know what they should do? All the fucking performances in that fucking pitch perfect. You can't do much better. Glenn Ford. 20 minutes of screen time nails it as Jonathan Kent nails it with one scene. In my opinion, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, he's just so good at it. You know, Kevin Costner could have been that, but they didn't give him anything. So I think Russell Crowe was a perfect choice to pay, to play Jor-El. He really was, but they didn't give him anything either. I'm sorry to say on third viewing and on third opinion, I don't think man of steel is that good of a movie. I like it. Too. I like it too, but I'm saying it doesn't do what it should do. So, I think in the hand of James Gunn directing that with all those ingredients in there, mm-hmm. it's almost like they had all the ingredients for the cake. You ever you ever make something and you're just like, well, on paper, this should work perfectly. Mm-hmm. But the cake just tastes a little off or maybe it doesn't work out at all. That's what it is. It is a product of perfect fucking ingredients, but not so good execution. So with James Gunn at the helm with all those ingredients would have been the greatest superhero movie of all time. Well, hopefully... Opinion. Hopefully they're taking it seriously, and they're, he has to be taking this one seriously. But Absolutely, like, they're going to do it right. And I'm excited, dude. I think they're starting when Superman's probably in his mid twenties. They said it's not an origin story. It's, I already think that's a mistake. You want him to do orange, yes. origin, like go all the way back? Yes. Maybe they'll have some. Do it. Make a three hour Superman movie. That's how you. Bring everyone back to the fold. Like, all right, here's all the mistakes we made, and we should have made this in the first time. We're going to make a three-hour movie. It's going to be the greatest superhero movie of all time, and we're kicking off this awesome thing that is going to be the 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 because DC was first and they're godlike characters. I'm sorry, I love Marvel, man. I was a Marvel kid growing up. I didn't read DC comics until I was a little bit older, but then when I started reading DC comics, I understood. I understood it. I was like, these are gods. This is essentially what these people are. So therefore, that is harder to write, but if you can write it properly, it's actually a lot better because the stakes are much higher. So, you know, with the Wonder Woman movie, that's an easy movie to tell. Uh, actually, the Patty Jenkins, the first one, even though she only directed it, she didn't write it. That's the reason Wonder Woman 1984 was such a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder th- if she's still doing some sort of Star Wars movie. Oh, she shouldn't. She's terrible. Um, if she was written for her, she's fine. Actually, she's not terrible. She's a fine director. She's got a good vision, got a good... Her visual sensibility is great, but her story sensibility is shit. So I don't understand how those two things can operate in the same thing, because to me, they should be one thing. You know, because when you're telling a story, especially when you're telling something visually in your head, those shots well, should it's, be. It's like a, uh, let's take a country singer, Garth Brooks, or sure. something like that. He's phenomenal. But he didn't write his own stuff. He doesn't write his own stuff. And some of the things that he did write on his own were not good. Right. Yeah. So all of his major hits were written by somebody else. People. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He is a great performer. Oh, God. Uh, one of the best. Saw him in Charleston in 1997. Holy shit. That's prime Garth Books right oh, there, yeah. son. <laughs> it was insane. Jumping off fucking shit yeah. and shit blowing it's up. It's going absolutely crazy. 
<laughs> that would have been fun. You could, um, like he was a big Kiss fan growing yeah, up. Yeah, I remember. So. Yeah, he was on the Kiss, uh, the Kiss co- tribute cover album. Tribute. Yeah, he did Hard Luck Woman. Yeah, he did a good. And job it's a good it. version. Of yeah, it. a lot of those songs on there are pretty good. Good versions. There are good Kiss songs. I just don't like the band. Yeah. So they're just obnoxious as shit. Well, actually, they're not. Gene Simmons is obnoxious as shit. Gene Simmons. Paul Stanley is a great fucking guy. Yeah, man. I like Paul Stanley. You see interviews with him. He just seems like a regular dude. And that's hard to pull off when you've got all that money and fucking fame and shit. It really is, you know. So, um, anyway, the you can tell a Superman movie like with Brainiac, and then you could tell it with Lex Luthor, where, but you would have to get the right Lex Luthor. You have to get somebody that embodies that evil, but also makes you think that he, bring back Spacey. Spacey was actually a very good I liked Lex him. Luther. He was I liked a very him. good one. He would have been perfect if they could get him back, but he's not. He's never coming back. So because he, he's a rapist. Well, most of the things against him have been dropped. Oh, have they? Yeah, but he's still not coming. back. But you know what I mean. Even yeah. right or wrong, that I means mean, there's done. a stain that ain't coming. Exactly. Out. I mean, that's that, that's an that, olive oil. That stain. stink will never wash off. Yeah. Um, yes, given the right script and. He is the perfect guy because they did this in the in the in the in that movie, the animated movies. Oh, why the writers just, in that are fucking. Tremendous. Why not just reshoot those? With I've said action. this before. We've like, said it all what, they, what they should. Yeah, we just do. We, Dark Knight we, Returns. We have, I've said that they need, and we've you know bandied this, kicked this around. It's like they need to walk into the fucking live action studio, and say you're all fired, and then they need to walk into the animation studio, and like you're all up. You can put this shit together, <laughs> and all, so. the, all the animation guys, are, they just sit there in the dark all day, and they look up whenever what. <laughs> they start scattering like rats. <laughs> you want us to do the real thing? It'd be the yeah, and it, okay for some of them to freak out. That's way too much pressure. Um, but no, I mean the Lex Luthor in a, in a story where you would have to make a good Lex Luthor is he outsmarts them, and also you have to you have to at some part of you at least has to agree with Lex Luthor mm-hmm. because what he says is actually correct. His thing is he's a villain. They make him out to villainous. Don't give me love. I love Gene Hackman's version, who's just a villain for no apparent reason. Yeah, he just <laughs> loves being a villain. Exactly. I'm just bad for the sake of being bad. Right. And he's awesome. <laughs> it's great. But especially for the 80s, it was yeah, perfect. He was so funny. That fucking they're in that hot air balloon. It looks terrible, and they're like, you know, um, he's got like an underling. Yeah, boss. <laughs> Otis. Yeah. Otis Berg. Um, and then he's got that hot ass Miss Tessmacher. Holy mm-hmm. shit! Um, but with a spacey Lex Luthor, his whole the whole angle they would have to take is a lot of the things he did in the comic book and in the in the live in the animated movies. He fears Superman because he sees in Superman the death of human achievement and the death of the abilities of human beings to want to get for something better because now we have somebody to do everything for us. Sort of like people with AI. Yes, absolutely. That's terrifying. Mm -hmm. The art it produces is tremendous and amazing. That's also scary. Um, One thing I never understood and why they never had this, they probably had this soliloquy with each other, this conversation. Lex Luthor should really love Batman. Oh yeah. Because Batman is everything a human being can be. Like taken to its ultimate expression, and you know he should be like, man, this guy has built his body into something. He's this, he's um, he's a genius at everything. He's a technological marvel. He, he's he's what a human being should be. 
and they've never really gone into that, to my knowledge. They probably have, but I just didn't see it. Like uh, Luther's admiration of Batman. Yes, and I'm sure there's something. There's probably been a conversation they had, and, just, and you know, and and the best thing would about what about would have been is Luthor knows who Batman is, and he, that would have been the way to open the conversation. You know, Bruce, and he looks at him, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I know who you are. I've known for years. But anyway. <laughs> you know. Your secret's safe with me. Exactly. There's there's nothing in it for me to fucking yeah. to, to leverage this I on need you. you. You need me. Exactly. We got a kind of a thing here. See, we can write this scene ourselves. Yeah. It's fucking great. And then he can just go into this thing. He's like, you are an amazing human being, and you should not be working with this guy. Because everything that you do, that's the, hey, that's the dialogue to have right there. I could write this scene, this this dialogue right here. He's like, think about this. Everything you do, all the work you've done on your body, all the intelligence, all the things you've done, you dedicated your life to avenging your parents and making everything safe and, and being the best person you do, it is nothing to that guy. Nothing you're ever going to do is going to equal a millionth of what that man can do or that alien can do. That should terrify you. You should call him a thing, that thing. Yeah, that's good. Very good. Mm-hmm. We're, we're getting it. Um, oh, yeah. Somebody sign us. Um, and the Batman, I've said this before. You know what Batman version they should have used for? Uh, I love the Dark Knight Batman. Don't get me wrong. He's the best. But the best, but the version of Batman they should have used for the Justice League, all that stuff is the Arkham Batman. All that tech, yeah, all that fucking absolutely stuff. Absolutely insane. Yeah. He's just the DC Iron Man. That's what he should be. Only with that really dark bent where he just likes kicking the shit out of people. Yeah, he really enjoys. He really, he, he really does. enjoys beating up criminals. He does. So you link all that into swear to me, and then he can fight parademons. He can do all this thing. He doesn't have to be sidelined. Why? Because he's going to have a suit. He's going to walk out in this suit, and the best person f- for this to, to test this on is the Flash to say something. You know, saying like, "Well, you got a shiny new suit. What's it? What can do?" And he and he like tries to speed around him, and he and Batman hits a button or something, and he's just as fast as he is. He's like, that's what it can do. You know, so, you know, there you go. Mm, apparently, Zachary Levi, ahead of uh, Shazam, the new Shazam coming out, is under some sort of controversy, but I don't know what it is. Oh, exactly. God. Hmm. I wonder. Zachary Levy? Isn't it Levi? It probably is. 42 years old. Man looks great. Remember when he was Chuck? Yeah, and then I remember when he was kind on, of a tall and skinny feller. Then I remember he was on um, uh, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and they had to write him out real quick because he was doing Shazam. I yeah, think. that's he was all that's jacked. exactly what it was. He was. Huge. Yeah, he was, and they had to hide it because he had to be a nineteen sixties guy. Yeah. Trying to figure. Apparently, out. Jake Paul and uh, Tommy Fury are going to fight. Well, it's scheduled again, I think, but. If you Tommy Fury know. pulls out this time, I'm not gonna. I'm I'm gonna be very upset because I I just need somebody to jack his motherfucker's jaw and shut him up. <laughs> I don't think it'll shut him up. No, but everybody loves a comeback story. <laughs> right. Everybody yeah. loves a comeback story. Yeah, they do. No, I think Zachary Levi made some comments about the. Uh, have you seen the uh, the Pfizer stuff that's come out where uh, Project Veritas uh, honey potted a gay guy and that works for Pfizer and. He says, the guy says he was lying to impress his date, but he said some sort of troubling things about how they're going to, they're studying juicing up the virus so they can predict how it mutates, so they can have um, vaccines ready 
and something about how it'll be a cash cow for them for the next 30 years. Well, I'm going to tell you this. That sounds just like what they do. Yeah. Um, Which also, they could also be fairly innocuous. I don't know. But it doesn't sound good when somebody's saying I've seen enough <laughs> shit in enough movies, The yeah. Stand being the biggest one, yeah. where they're doing that, and then it gets away from them, I mean, that's, and then we're all fucked. That's probably what happened in the Wuhan lab, and it got away from them, yes. and now all this happened. Only it didn't turn out as bad as The Stand oh, no, 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 no. The Stand was a lot different. I actually started watching the- the new one? The new one. It's I watched good. The two or three episodes of it, and I just Don't you fell think off. it's good? Yeah, it was fine. I, I think it's really good. Completely fell off. Mm-hmm. I need to start it back up again. I James it. Marsden being James Marsden. James Marsden's kind of awesome. Yeah. James Marsden. Dropping he's, F-bombs like a motherfucker. He's like the hot guy that you're like, why isn't that guy more famous? He's the hot guy that's always the other guy. He sort of looks like the guy that played Clark in um, Smallville. Yeah. Tom Welling. But it's not him. Right. So, have you seen him lately? They he brought him. Old. They had him, but he looks great. They brought him back in, um, like the Crisis on Infinite they did. Earth, and series. he gave up his powers. I'm like, what? Yeah. What? And he was all. He looked great, gray yeah. hair, jacked, yeah. and everything. Right. He did give up his power. I wonder why. That's dumb. I'd never wanted to be a normal fellow. No. But also, there's got to be a struggle. Don't with, you? But don't you think what a terrible lesson that is? I can't be what I am because I threaten the person I'm with. Yeah. You know. That's the reason she fell in love with him in the first place, because he, he's this fucking godlike figure, and but also the fact that he ties it with being one of the best human beings on the planet. Yeah, he's such a good man. Not everybody could be trusted to be Superman. Nobody could be trusted to be Superman. Yeah. See, that's that's the real thing. It has to be an alien because nobody from this planet would be fucking able to do it. No, we're too base. We're too base of a fucking. We species. would. Um, we would go to the NFL. And play all 11 positions at one <laughs> no, time and bet on ourselves. I'll tell you how I'd do it. I would be just better than just better enough than ever, than everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. You'd, you're not killing people. You could scale but, it. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, I'm going to run a little bit harder. You know what I'm going to? Yeah. You know, it'd be like when you're playing with a little kid. Oh, you're winning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Let him tackle every now and then. But the worst thing about it was. Would be is that anybody is going to make a mistake? Say you get too much into the game and you make one movement too quick and you kill somebody. Mm-hmm. That's what would happen. Yeah, um, you stiff arm somebody and their head flies off. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Like Omni Man did. Omni Man did with the immortal. Have you seen the? Uh, yes, teaser. Yes, it's, it's not going to be out till the end of the year. But I love they've it. They've made a little teaser. So, if you're going to put a time on it. <laughs> Yeah, late twenty twenty three. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Seth Rogen is the best in that. Wonder why it did take him so long to get back to it. Exactly for what it was one of exactly the for what the what Invincible was saying in the thing. He's like animation. It is hand animated. Um, oh, really? It's yes. drawn. Yes, I didn't know that. Yes. Okay, that it's, makes sense then. Yeah, it's I, to to my knowledge, I think it's storyboarded and 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 ink celled and everything. Wow. It might be. It might have parts of it that are computerized, like the color. I would say the colorization is probably computerized and all that stuff. Um, but all those things, plus the voice acting, plus you know, plus scripting that. You know, I've read the comic. You can't put all that shit in the show. I don't give a fuck if it is an R-rated show. You can't put all that in there. Mm-hmm. It's fucking brutal. It is absolutely. What I'm looking forward to, though, is the shirt I have. Remember that shirt I've got? Thrag versus Battle Beast. I'm so anxious to see that. 
Yeah. Two fucking. The the coolest thing is is that Thrag gets his belly cut open by this one of the few things that can hurt of uh, Viltramite. Battle Beast to make it fucking even cuts his own fucking yeah. belly open yeah. and pulls his own guts out. He's like, there, now we're even. Let's go. <laughs> okay, I found out what Zachary Levi did. What did he do? Um, some account was uh, uh, asked if they think Pfizer is a, a real danger to humanity because of that video, and he just retweeted it and said, agree. And that same account has posted like, Transphobic and anti-gay stuff before, as he though he goes through. That. Yeah, he probably just saw the question. And be like, well, that's this, very troubling. This <laughs> is the fucking shit we're in. You get, like you don't co-sign on everything everybody has ever done. Like he's probably never even seen this person's because things that you've on Twitter. There's two different timelines. There's for you, mm-hmm. and then there's following people you right. follow and just random generated stuff with some people you right. follow mixed in. Mm-hmm. This person could have showed up on his algorithm. They're like, oh, I mean, after watching that video, it's kind of fucking creepy. And Damn. then after the Project Veritas people expose themselves to him, be like, yeah, you were talking about a lot of weird stuff. That guy, the guy absolutely freaked out, started attacking them, had them locked in the restaurant they were at. Oh, Jesus. So, like, he was... Either he was actually lying and freaking out, I'm going to lose my job, and, and or he or they he were, was telling the truth. Yeah. He said he was lying to try to impress his date, like all men do. He could have been telling the truth to impress. Didn't his you date, say it was like a gay all, guy? Yeah, gay guy. So he's he's lying this to another gay guy. Yeah, I didn't think they operated in the same rules that we operate with women, gay dudes. Yeah, I think they lie to each other to impress each other. That's possible. Yeah. It's just, it's just such a man know, and woman thing. You know you'd what have I mean? to ask a gay guy. You know any gay guys like yeah, that are handy? <laughs> <laughs> One that you can you call mean that, up. You mean that they can actually do things? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, need, I got a drain. I need open. <laughs> call Bill the gay guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that we could that we could call right now to see how their their uh, dating works. I feel for certain that they lie to each other to try to impress each other. I was going to say it's in my speed dial. I was like, yeah. wait a second. Do I have a 1980s phone? Uh, <laughs> a rotary cell phone? Yeah. <laughs> He's right there there down. Are we naming this episode? Yeah, whatever. It's a fun employment files that has a name? Well, it's just, it's like a fun employment files. It's, I'm not going to call it fun. It's a PFR addendum. Yeah. It's We're just like, talking. It doesn't right. matter. I'm, well, I haven't even played the music yet. Technically, the show hasn't started, and we're 41 minutes. It's in. a good show, though. Yeah, we're doing fine. <laughs> uh, no if story. That, if that is true, like the Pfizer thing, I don't know. I watched the video, and I was creeped out. Yeah. But if that's true, that's wild. That's one of the reasons I love that we're in West Virginia. Yeah. Because we're <laughs> we're not as shielded as we used to be. We're not. I mean, that's one of the things. It's one of the drawbacks of not being... Of the world discovering how awesome, especially this part of West Virginia is, is that the shielding is gone mm-hmm. in in s- small part. It hasn't really happened completely yet, but it's happening. Um, but we still are shielded more than most places. So, yeah, this, if the whole thing does fall apart, everybody here is pretty nice. We'll be able to It'll be all right. We'll be able to figure it out. We have a set of skills. Most of us. Yeah, we remember the old ways. That's the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. We we worship. We keep the old gods. That's fucking awesome. That is so fucking awesome. 
Mm. I'm going to start saying that. Yeah. You know how to do this? I keep the old gods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else could we ramble Well, we got to talk about uh, how far you are in uh, Feast for Crows. Feast for Crows. I and am. what's going on. We were discussing Stannis just a couple of days ago. Yeah. I, I don't think I've read any more since that was Thursday. I think maybe I read some Friday night. I'm a hundred and... 90-something pages in. You notice it's a shorter book. Yeah, it's much shorter, yeah. but it's, that's fine. I like the book. Yeah, I think my last chapter was um, Cersei sending Jamie to Dorne. Yeah. To go get Marcella. Mm-hmm. And there's all kinds, like, I don't know that Ilaria Sands has killed Duran Martell yet, but he, she might have. She hasn't. She doesn't. Okay, he sticks around. Yeah. Um. That's something that probably will eventually I liked, happen. I like the uh, chapter. Um, it might have been the first chapter in the book that was Duran's personal guard. Area Hota. Yeah. Fucking badass. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He's a badass in the show, too. Um, yeah, he is, but I liked him I liked him better in the book. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the... You got a story about him in the book. Exactly. The fact that he's from Norvos and he was like this. Norvos is a very... It almost strikes me as a Russian-type place. Yeah, I'll go grab the book so we can see exactly where I am. Okay. Maybe we'll read the entire thing. Neat. I'm going to I'm gonna type up Norvos and see what kind of place Norvos actually is. Because I'll just tell you what it's based on. Norvos. Right. I have the book right here. I am 172 pages in. My next chapter is a Cersei chapter. Norvos is a theocracy. The last thing I read, uh, I was sorry to hear about your father. She told him, I agree for you. Why? Asha almost asked. It was Balon who'd, uh, who'd sent the boy away. Okay, this is a, this is an Asha chapter, I think. Mm-hmm. Not Asha. I like Asha. Who is this? The Kraken's daughter. So Norvos was Asha inspired chapter. by Budapest. Oh, really? Yes. All right. Yeah, this chapter is about Asha trying to convince um, her uncle, her nuncle. Um, I like when she calls him. To back her for the... Uh, the reader. Be the queen. She wants to have a... Harlaw of Harlaw. She wants to have, what is it, a, a queen's... A queen's moot. Queen's moot instead of a king's moot. Yeah. She wants to become the queen of the Iron Islands. I actually like the chapters with that. They're really cool. Have we got the king, the queen's moot and all that stuff? Is this when they drown them to... See. No, they're trying to decide who should be the king because Bal, Bal and Greyjoy died with no heir other than yeah. Asha. And, and as um, Aaron Dampere says, no woman can sit the sea stone chair. So he, he's like, and I like the fact that it's even a backhanded compliment, even a woman such as Asha. Yeah. Because he's like, if you were a man, yeah, you'd be the one to get it, but you're not. So I love how everybody's. Um, Saying it without saying it that Euron killed Balon yeah. on, the, on that bridge. Yeah. Your uncle. Yeah. Oh, you said Euron. I thought you said Euron. <laughs> yeah, Euron. Euron. I don't think he did. You think he did? I don't think he did. I, I th- so it's just I think, coincidence that he shows back up. Yeah, but he wasn't anywhere near him. He wasn't anywhere near him. I think it might have been some sorcery that Euron. Yeah, because he can't he can do that type of stuff. Yeah, he's 
He's a warg, isn't he? No. Or just I don't some think sort of weird, powerful he, guy? Well, no, he's just been everywhere, and he's got all this fucking crazy shit, and he's got- He went know, to Valyria, right? He got hybrid kids. He he's, went everywhere. Yeah, he went to old Valyria. He went to- I th- He's been to fucking Ashai. He went to Ashai by the Shadow. Mm. Isn't that where the red people are? Like the- no, the red priests and stuff are just from Essos. They're okay. not. They're not only. They're now shadow binders are a thing from Ashai, but I don't. And I don't know if Ashai, if the priests of Rolor are a thing of Ashai, or they're just a part part of that part of that part of the world. Um, there's red priests in Volantis. There's red priests. You know, they're all over the place. So, Ashai. Norvos is based on Hungary, so it's kind of based on Eastern European. Um, you know the the crazy thing about East Eastern Europe the the fact that they're um they're European but then they have that flavor of the East on them you know what I mean they're they can be blonde but yet they're almost it's crazy that's a, that's a very strange part of the world and very interesting like you get places like Transylvania and Poland and places mm-hmm. like that that have the flavors of the East but they're definitely European peoples so I read a book about Poland. You know, by James A. Michener. It's fascinating shit. So, you know. I was uh, the Louis C.K. thing last night. He, his family came, his mom's side, no, his dad's side. Mm-hmm. And then his dad's side were Hungarian Jews. And he's like, and Hungary wasn't even occupied by the, uh, by the Nazis. They just sent their Jews. Too. And my <laughs> dad was the crazy. only one that didn't go, and he went to Mexico. <laughs> and, and on his on his uh, citizen form, it said Catholic. <laughs> he did not claim to so be he was a, a Jew. smart guy. I mean, yeah, um, are you a Jew? No, <laughs> no. Somos la Catolica. That was, <laughs> but uh, um, the fucking. He was ta- he did a whole bit about the Bible. He has a Bible on stage with him. He reads it. He goes, he opens it up to where the Jesus part starts, and it's only like the last, it's only like that thick where the rest of the Bible is like yeah. that thick. He's like, and the rest of it is just Jew stuff. <laughs> oh, I got here, then, I got, then they drove us out. <laughs> it was fucking tremendous. <laughs> I love, we've discussed uh, my fascination with racism. And I'm loving the conversations between um, this sect of black Israelites who claim that Jewish people aren't actually Jewish Mm -hmm. and that they're the real Jewish people. And the it's almost 50 50, the bemusement that they're met with by Jewish people and the absolute naked rage they're met with. You know what I mean? Some people are like, just look at him. You can tell them they're just looking at him with a kind of a grin on their face. Like you're a fucking moron. And then the other people are like, you're a fucking evil piece of shit, you know? And it's like, it's so crazy. You know, the, the things that people believe, you know, the Nazis th- believe that the, <laughs> The, the Aryans are from Atlantis or some shit. I'm like, there is no basis in reality for any of this. You know, so <laughs> it's weird. Here's a, uh, I mean, there's plenty of videos we can watch with black Israelites screaming at people. If you want, they're kind of fun. Some. I, I have actually seen reasonable conversations with people who, but they're, they're polite, but one thing they do and something that that always gives up the game and always is the, you know, just shows their hand. They're quoting Bible scripture as actual history. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's not history. That's the Bible. There is very little history in it at all. And um, 
the funniest one I've heard is that um, white people were created. Mm-hmm. We were created created one. by grafting or some shit. By yeah, some, so like you by some plant. Muslim Victor Frankenstein. It's some kind of nonsense. And I'm like, and I actually, you know, reading it, and I was legitimately interested. I'm like, this is really okay. interesting stuff. <laughs> Tell me more. I'm like, it was like reading a really cool fantasy book. Like, this is really cool stuff. It is absolute twaddle and fucking <laughs> nonsense, but it's really interesting. So it's like hearing, uh, Give me another group of religious nuts. Um, uh, Pentecostals. Um, yeah. I mean, that's snake, that's close to home, though. Snake handlers. <laughs> I mean, the shit they believe is absolutely fucking absurd. I got to respect it, though. I don't respect any of it, but however, <laughs> I'm very... I respect the, the uh, commitment to the bit. Willing to get bit. Yeah, I mean, I can I can respect their bravery. Yeah, but it's bravery and stupidity or sisters. Yeah, so cousins at least. The <laughs> Shy is a mysterious port city in the far southeast um, of, of the known part of Essos, where the Ash River meets the Jade Sea at its eastern exit of the Saffron Straits. The Shy is on the south southernmost edge of the of a mountainous peninsula known as Shadowlands. Thus, the city is often called a Shy by the Shadow, or a Shy by the Shadow. They just put hyphens in it. Yeah. Uh, to go to a Shy can be described as to pass beneath the shadow and area of the Shadowlands. Shadowlands is such a cool. It is. Ryan Adams has a song called Shadowlands, and I'm wondering if he took that from this it was it came out in like 2002 maybe he possibility did. he probably read it i'm sure he did he's a real nerd yeah shadowlands and a shy are sometimes referred to simply as the shadow and it, like it's a you motherfucker <laughs> throw up an ad right in the middle of me trying to look at this like it's dark it's, it looks like i think that's the city they describe place. where everything is looks like it's covered in oil yeah you know everything's black it just looks awful i want to see what's happening there like he he made up so many crazy things in this world. I want to see what's going on in all of them. That this watching videos about this type of shit, like watching two hour long videos mm-hmm. of like all the weird things, is what made me want to read all of it. Have you? Has there been a video since you're you do a lot more than I do? Have you read or seen anything about somebody making uh, having a positing a theory about him having a North America type landmass? I've not. I have not seen one of those yet either. I know there's got to be something out there. You know, yeah, it's just not Westeros and Essos. There's got to be something. I mean, on, there, that sea is massive. There's got to be something at the other, at the other side of it. Maybe so, that's what we're going to find out in the Arya show if that ever happens. That's what we were talking about. Maybe she'll go to a place like that's kind of like with have you know North, Native Americans. And stuff. Well, my idea was she gets in the boat and she lands, hits the shore, and she sees a bunch of people slumped over looking at cell phones and just tells them to turn the fuck around and go back. <laughs> yeah. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no sentient life. Yeah. On the other side, I would have it be, uh, the one, I, the storyline I, I like that I, that I came up with. I hate saying that cause it sounds so fucking twatty, but, um, you're twatty dude. No, I'm not. You're pretty twatty dude. Twatty dude. I'm going to write that down. Just, <laughs> I may be twatty, but not cunty. Yeah. Um, You'd rather be twatty than cunty. Yeah, sure. Twatty is, cause I think twatty is sometimes, uh, you don't mean to be 
cunty, you you mean to be that way. Like, well, that's just you, right? You know? you know, you're you're like you're trying to throw off vibes that you're something more than you are. But anyway, no, the, um, remember the one I said where uh, the far winds people are these people that can work with whales and fucking mm-hmm. shit like that. Krakens. Yeah, and- I would I would want to see a chapter written. I couldn't write it because I can't write like him. I'd want to see him write a chapter with. One of the people of the far winds who can fucking warg with either sperm whales or uh, killer whales. That would be fucking awesome. You know, just make it like a like a uh, a uh, prologue. Yes, because they have those exactly weird prologues. Like in, you're going to read the one with uh, Verimir Sixkins. That's the prologue. Of now, I've heard he's been in the show in the book so far. <laughs> he has, but not much. Like uh, whenever Stannis attacks, mm-hmm. he loses control because. Uh, his eagle is taken out by one of Stannis's. Uh, no, his eagle is taken out by fucking uh, by Melisandre. Oh, really? Okay, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. She yeah, sets yeah. it on fire. <laughs> yeah, okay. But yeah, the eagle's taken out, and he loses control of all of his animals. And yeah, because, heard from because him since. he was burning and lost his mind for a second. Haven't heard from him since, so I wonder how he's doing. I guess not I'll find well. out. I guess I'll <laughs> find out in about six hundred pages. Yeah, go ahead. It's not well. Like after the battle, he's. He's with this woman and he's dying and it's snowing outside and um, he just goes into the battle and describes what happened and then he talks about Jon Snow, how much he hated him. And then he, he it's a character sketch of his life. He was this kid born with the with the gift and powerful gift because like being able to warg and so he's, many things. He's a really powerful warg. Like he's super powerful. Um, to be able to control, not just control Wolves, which are fairly easy. Dogs are the, he says dogs are the easiest. He's like sliding your foot into the the description is sliding your foot into a familiar boot. Yeah. Dogs dogs want you inside of them anyway. Exactly. They want to be controlled. Wolves are a little bit different, but it's still kind of a dog. So it's more, but it's, it's, it's mind is more something along the lines of ours, but he talks about how, um, being with a cat, they're vain and cruel and like, cause he had a shadow cat. Yeah. He said, he said it was really hard to control. And he said that the snow bear was the worst because it would rage and fucking shake its head and try to get away from him and just sometimes just get loose and kill somebody, you know. So and then he have to take it back over. Mm. And um, he had a he had like three wolves, a shadow cat, an eagle, a bear. He had like he had a bunch of fucking animals. Um, and he's 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 sick, like he's got a fever, he's dying. And then he he's with this ugly little woman. He tries to take over her body, and. She fights him. Um, I, I can't remember if she kills him or he kills or she almost killed whatever. But at the end, it's one of the best fucking quotes ever. It talks about how he sees the woman and her eyes are blue and cold and she sees me. And that's what the end of the fucking chapter. Fucking amazing. The guy can write so fucking well, man. When he says she sees me, who's he talking about? I wonder. Veramir. Veramir. So he's like her eyes were blue and cold. But who is who is he talking about? Who's she? The woman that he was with. Okay. That he that was dead. Oh. Because she rises. Okay. Yeah. I just watched Hardhome the other day. It's a good fucking God thing, dude. Damn. It's so good. This all all this goes on. I got the Dead Space game, the new one, the mm-hmm. remake. It's fucking intense. Like you talk about you know, scary shit, and you know it's fucking, dude. Sometimes it's a little much. Sometimes, like for one thing, I'm playing on the 70 inch screen, so I'm in it. I'm sitting right in front of it, and this goes along with this. You know, that shit that he writes is very eerie, and it's all those things. You know, it's 
that shit just makes your skin crawl, you know. And that's it's it's very similar. Is um like when uh, the Night King in the show, we haven't seen him in the book yet. I'm sure it'll be a similar type guy. Sure. Um whenever he makes the all the dead wildlings rise, is he warging into them or I don't know. I just think it see they never the, the best thing about um Martin's magic and and all that shit is it's not explained. That's good. And I don't want it explained. No. So cuz then it's like it's like once you learn how like uh algorithms work, then you that, can manipulate them. That make people like uh that make you go viral on TikTok or right. whatever. It's like that's why all these YouTubers post every single day to keep themselves fresh in the algorithm, even if it's just a five minute short of them right. talking about something. Right. Or like TikTok, you gotta, you know, what time you're supposed to post, and uh, well, this week this is what's popular. So I'm sta- I'm taking a principled and bitter stand against TikTok. It is the worst fucking thing. I've not downloaded is, it ever. I, I'm getting rid of. I've got the app. I'm getting rid of the app. I'm not. I don't even get on it because I don't like it. I just I just hate the I hate the very idea of it. Something that sucks you in and you just keep looking at videos and and it fucking I hate that all the other sucks ones sucks you in for 2 hours. I hate all the other ones. I hate that all the other ones are trying to do what it did. YouTube does it. Yeah. They made the uh, YouTube shorts and it's all they vines. play one right after another. It is Vine. Vine yeah. was much superior. Yeah. Uh, Vine was seven Vine seconds. Vine was a market. Was a was a. Uh, it took actual creativity. It did. I was getting ready to say it took because a mark of creativity. It was only seven seconds, and I saw people have vines that had beginnings, middle, and ends, full arcs mm-hmm. in seven, seven fucking seconds. seconds. Yeah, it's awesome. You know. Yeah. And it was a cool app too because we used to do. We did. A there few, was a Vines app. Yeah, it was for Twitter, but mm-hmm. like we used to do do them here whenever we were drunk and you'd hold down while you were recording and you and you you hold down the screen while mm-hmm. you're recording and you stop all right you set up the second thing hold down it's right, like stop. animation kind of yeah yeah and then that you edit it as you go because you're holding down and stop it stops recording as soon as you let loose and then you watch it again ah oh, we need to reshoot that part you can just back up to that part right. yeah we did like five or six of them we were fucking around we were That's hammered awesome. none of them were any good i think <laughs> But it did. Like you'd see people with seven second TikToks, and people got wildly famous, or not TikToks, but vines. People got pretty famous off of it, but there was never a way to monetize it. Right. But they had ten million followers on it, so then they're like, "Well, I guess I'm going to do stand up." And then a hard realization: <laughs> you're not a stand up comedian. You are not a stand up comedian. People are not going to pay to see you uh, go on stage and reenact TikToks for an hour. Right. Seven seconds at a time. It's just not going to work. It's 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 one of those things. I was thinking about this. There has not been there is a there is a stand up comedian, right? Mm-hmm. And there's spoken word mm-hmm. or lecturing. There's not, to my knowledge, any of the a, a crossing of the two where you get up and you tell funny stories that are that are historically based and things like that. Um. Henry Rollins. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. That's spoken word. Yeah, he's, that's, he's that's not someone. doing. It's, he's funny. He is funny. Um, it's more, interesting. More one man showy. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like you see a one man show. Like you'll see a guy sitting on a corner of a bed talking. I was nineteen years old. <laughs> like you know, what <laughs> they I mean? make fun of those on Family Guy. Yeah, <laughs> but um, another thing, like pro wrestlers, uh, 
go into doing like speaking tours and they do them at comedy clubs. It's mm-hmm. not comedy, but it's not not comedy. Right. They're funny stories mm-hmm. about the road and doing all this or that. Um, but it's sort of like a, like a lecture type thing. A lot of it's motivational type stuff. Sure. You can do it and all that stuff. The Ultimate Warrior was doing that. But another one is failed comedians that had maybe a little bright spot. They got on Conan one time in 1996. Mm-hmm. A lot of those guys go into motivational speaking because they're, you've got one thing conquered. You're not afraid to, for, of public speaking, which is one of the biggest fears sure. in the world. If you're not afraid of public speaking, you can sort of do that type of stuff. Like, um, if, if you, even if you're not particularly funny, but you're not afraid to get up and stand for, 15 20 minutes if you're, time, enga- if you're engaging you can you yeah. can be mildly successful in stand-up comedy just by being somebody's opening act yeah and you can do okay so a lot of them go into motivational speaking once that fizzles out because you're not afraid to do it you can you can write 45 minutes to an hour worth of stuff to get people motivated and because i did it you can do it and even though you didn't really do it you right. had mild success All right so a lot of people are doing that my idea was this, though. I love history so much, and I know I'd be good at teaching it, but I don't want to be a teacher. So, but that knowledge can be passed on to people. Mm-hmm. And if you could just do a thing like do the, YouTube or something, it'd be the perfect avenue for that. Like, here's what we're going to talk about today. You know, kind of like what Dan Carlin does, mm-hmm. you know, but with a more comedic bent to it, you know, a more, I don't know. Um, he's. He's so good at it, and sometimes he is funny. Yeah, he's he's funny like Stannis is funny. He is. He really, I love I love Dan Carlin. Um, but I was just thinking about you know a YouTube thing where you I, I like talking about and t- and like and I like teaching people things. Like people will sit down and ask me about a thing, and I'll tell them. You know, it's like well, there's this, there's this, or this happened. You know, and um, I'm pretty good at it. So I was just like, you know, well, I wonder if there's a market for that. You know, so what would you want to do? Like, um, um just, pick a pick a subject and do like a twenty minute video every week or something. Sure, maybe that'd be about no, it'd be been about about an hour. What's to to give us some cohesion and structure? Let's mm-hmm. let's do it like a like a class. All right, class. Here's what we're going to talk about today. Okay, you know, class for adults. We're here's where we're gonna we're gonna learn these things where I can cuss and I'm gonna give it to you straight and give you all the blood and sex and all the good shit. If you're gonna put it on YouTube, you don't want to cuss that much. They're really cracking down on That's that bullshit. I know it's so dumb. It is dumb. This is you can't even use the word rape. I know you have to say grape, or you could say sexual assault. But it, that doesn't that doesn't doesn't that takes away from the from yeah, the awful from what thing it is. That it yeah. is. It's like George Carlin had a whole fucking bit about that euphemisms. Mm-hmm. He's like in World War. One, it's shell shock. It's like yeah. two two syllables really drives the point home. He said World War Two battle fatigue. Yeah, <laughs> it softens it. Yeah, he's just like he's like post traumatic stress disorder. <laughs> yeah, which is real. It's a real thing. It I'm is. not making fun when of you it. say disorder. I've got PTSD. Whenever they call not it, from war or anything. When they call it disorder, it makes it seem like something you're born with. Exactly. It should just be post traumatic. Something stress. that should be shamed. Yeah. Something that you no. Let me rephrase that. Something that you shouldn't that you shouldn't be ashamed of but people are still going to shame you for it behind yeah. closed doors yeah what a pussy for shell shock is it's like man that's a that's big shit you know 
Yeah. Those what those guys suffered from World War One. Holy balls. Well, it's yeah. when it's like uh, uh, quite a few comedians have bits about retarded. Yeah. Um, how it used to be mongoloid idiot and retarded was the correct sensitive term at the time. Right. But it's just so good to call your friends retarded. Louis had one. It wasn't on last night's. It was on a couple specials ago where retarded was just what you called your friends whenever you, they did something retarded. Right. And he said, you'd never call a retarded person retarded. That would be retarded. <laughs> it's, it's rude. It's cruel. And like, yes, and it, now that they've changed it to something else, now it's um, whatever the new term is. Um, you have to, do we have to go back to all the retarded people that we, that are re- actually retarded and say, Hey, you're not retarded anymore. And they're like, am I cured? <laughs> and then he goes, Oh no, no, we're not even working on that, <laughs> but you're not retarded. Anymore. <laughs> oh, that's awful. He's so good. <laughs> he, he is. He, I can, I just, I can imagine his tone. No, no, <laughs> no. I'm telling you, I, I think he's the greatest of all time. For me, you know, he's up there, man. I mean, it, like, that's, that's a matter of I have, opinion, a, of I have a five, you know, I got the Chappelle, Bill, um, Louis, um, who's made me laugh to heart, Louis, uh, I would say Tom Segura. No, I love him, yeah, but he, he's great, Bill Burr. Oh, David Tell. Yeah. Duh. Oh, he's good. Um, Patton. Are you a Patton fan? I like Patton, but I wouldn't put him in my personal top sure, five. Sure, I would. Um, God, I remember one of my favorite ones when I first started getting into it was Robert Schimmel. He had one really good special that was out of this world funny. And I can't remember what it was called or where I could see it at, but I loved it so much. Uh, I was uh, Patrice O'Neill. He might be in my top five. He was funny. That's two black guys right there. There you go. I'm not doing bad. <laughs> yeah. I used to love Anthony, Anthony Jeselnik. I love that type of comedy where it's rude and just mean for no reason. I love it. <laughs> I, I mean, I laugh, but then I feel, I don't know. Some, I think Jay Okerson is a guy I love a lot. Just dirty and just crass. Just crass. Uh, I don't know. There's... There's so many. It's hard to really narrow. I, love, it down. I was a big uh, Jeffrey Ross fan. Jeffrey Ross is pretty great. I love. I love roasts. I love. He's might be the best at it. I love watching roasts. Just, just how rude you can be. Oh yeah. I don't like the. I like the ones where you actually where they actually know the person. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't like the Comedy Central ones where the. They just hire a bunch of people to come up and be mean to this one person. The Friars Club was the Friars Club way. when they're all friends and they're all just right. absolutely ripping each other apart. Right. That's the shit I like. See, the reason the Comedy Central was doing that is because the Friars Club only does it every now and then. They wanted to have a show. Comedy Central wants it once a year. We're doing a roast. And well, no, I mean, it wasn't even once a year. The Friars Club does it. I think the Friars Club does do it once a year. They wanted to have one like every week. So they were, you know, coming up with. You know the Friars Club, and that was that was being inducted into the Friars Club. That was an honor. Yeah, you know, Whoopi Goldberg was inducted into the Friars Club. Um, Comedy Central had a show which started at the uh, Comedy Store in Los Angeles. It was a long running show every whatever night. It was called Roast Battle. You get two. You'd have like on a show, it'd be an hour long, so you'd have five sets of two different comedians, and they would have all week to write jokes about each other. <laughs> 
and their God. and their and their friends that could be terrible. And they just battle back and forth, right. and it was some of the most brutal shit I've ever seen in my life. God, but it's so good. I don't know if I can especially especially when they know each other right. and they're friends, and they just fucking rip each other apart. It's so fucking. I don't. Good. I couldn't take that. I'm, I really. I know I couldn't. I mean, I know I, that about myself. As long as I can go back at yeah, I think I'd be all right. Right. With it. I mean, it'd be tough. Sure. I mean, and I. I'm not, you know, everybody says, well, I can take, no, you really can't. You know, when somebody starts hitting you with shit, it really mm-hmm. hurts. So, because you think that they don't know these things about you and they really do. Oh yeah. <laughs> everybody has this illusion that they don't know that about me. Yeah, they do. So it's like, you know, I like, like Don Rickles, <laughs> Don, I want to see that documentary, Mr. Warmth. Apparently it's really fucking. Yeah. Good. One of my favorite Don Rickles stories is, um, He's going out to dinner with a lady that he's trying to impress, and he sees Sinatra over there in the corner. And uh, he dips off to go to the bathroom. He goes over and says, hey, Frank, I've got this gal over there, this broad over there. I'm trying to impress her. Would you mind coming over and saying hi to us as you're on your way out? He's like, oh, sure, Don. I'll I'll go over there and say hi and and try to get you laid tonight. So as Sinatra's leaving, he's walking through. He goes, Don, what's going on? And Rickles turns around. What the fuck do you want? I'm trying to eat here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's fucking great one of the best things he ever he ever did well some of the best things he ever did is when they did the old 70s roast which are the best ones because they're racist as shit and they're hammer i wonder if we could find some of those sure they had a whole YouTube. infomercial out with with them i remember them <laughs> rickles if you started fucking up and he thought he could rattle you he would so and they had angie dickinson up there or uh and what's that? What's her name? Uh, oh God, there's a lot of them. It's not. I don't know if it's. It's not Angie Dickinson. Maybe it is Angie Dickinson. Um, she couldn't get her bit together, so he starts fucking with her. Just do the fucking bit and get off stage. And she's trying not to laugh. You know. Friars Friars Club roasts. So here's one from 1970. 51 minutes and 47 seconds. Oh, oh fuck, oh. dude! Tremendous. This, this might be the rest of my day until the last <laughs> of us comes on. Yeah, because they actually I like the ones where they're all buddies and they know each other and they're just ripping assholes. Oh shit! You know who, who one of the best ones uh, is Lucille Ball. Oh, she God. was brutal. Like she, because uh, she's up there with Milton Berle and you know all these fucking old. I want to. I want to see this. This is Gary Shandling. Oh shit! What can I say about uh, Gary? Uh, Gary Shandling is a good friend, a wonderful comedian, and the only man I know who fakes orgasm during masturbation. First of all, pretty good. Actually, what I like to do after I masturbate is uh, get up in front of a crowd and tell some jokes. This is going to work out. Is that Billy Crystal this sitting is, beside him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's good. As far as I'm concerned, an afternoon for me. <laughs> Your attention, our guest of honor, Humphrey Bogart. Oh, I bet those were brutal. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Okay. I'm Coming to the see. stage, Whitey Willoughby. I got to see that. <laughs> I got to see like a 50s Friars Club yeah. roast. You know, those were absolutely brutal. I'm going to have to watch one of those later. Probably get kicked off the internet if I put it on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a red buttons, Milton Burl. They roasted red buttons. Uh, here's a compilation of just Jeff, Jeff Ross going around roasting everybody. I love that. Oh, I want to show you something. It was on Jimmy Kimmel 
um, had his 20-year anniversary. Has he been on for 20 years? Mm-hmm. Shit, that's crazy. But um, when you think about it, that's 2002, 2003. Yeah. God, it just seems like it just, uh, it's, it's crazy, dude. This should be the very first, one of the first um, things on here. He talks to himself from 20 years ago. I want to see. Do you think he's a good comedian? Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah. He's not really a stand-up. Um, I think he's a very good host of comedic shows. He, well, he has, I've he, not watched his show once in my entire either. life. Jimmy Kimmel AI. Let's see if that happens. He's very savvy because he started feuds with like Trump and stuff. And he knew yeah. that would keep things rolling. All right. Picture of me from our first show in 2003. This is me from... No, wait, that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's Jim Belushi. He looks the, great. One of me yeah, is does. what I want. Okay, that's me um, from back when we thought snack wells were healthy. <laughs> nice beard, Grandpa. Oh, what, are, are you talking to me? Yeah, turn around so I can see your bald spot. How is he doing this? Why are you so skinny? Oh, no. Am I dying? He... No, you're not di- I'd say what he did was he recorded the, di- the dialogue and then they face apped it to 20, 20 years ago. Fine. And it this looks almost looks flawless. Like in 20 years. Gross. So, wait, I think it looks better now. In 20 years? It is. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense. I know, it's ridiculous. Oh, by the way, speaking of ridiculous, take a guess who was president up until a couple of years ago. Uh, flavor Flav. Worse. Worse than Flavor Flav. Oh, man. I don't know. Give me a hint. Notice how his Michael Jackson. No, I actually have some bad news about him. <laughs> oh, God. Not Matt Damon. Please tell me Matt Damon isn't president. <laughs> of course Matt Damon isn't president. <laughs> okay. You know what? Actually, I'll let it be a surprise for you. Is Matt Damon even still an actor? Was he ever? <laughs> Don't they have like a this, like a fake? How thing? is right, this yeah. possible? Oh, we we have all kinds of amazing technology now. We've got three uh, D printers. We got electric cars. We've got electric cigarettes now. Oh, that's dumb. Very. <laughs> Marijuana is legal. Get the f- out of here. <laughs> Are you high right now? I am baked out of my mind right now. I'm so high right now. It feels like I'm talking to myself. <laughs> Me too. Oh. Excuse me for a second. This is a pretty good bit. It is. Hello? Seriously? Oh, great. We just booked Joe Millionaire. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. That's uh, big. That's, it'll get bigger than that. I doubt it. Uh, wow, 20 years. That's crazy. Did you hear that, Guillermo? The show goes on for 20 years. Wow, Jimmy, that's amazing. Wait a minute. Guillermo even old enough to drink in 2003? Uh, we don't know. We don't have any idea how old he is. No one does. <laughs> we both have shows to do. Right, and we do. Who are you guests tonight? We have a good one tonight. Gary Busey and Mr. T. Oh, yeah. That'll, that'll be a classic. Congratulations. And good that night, was Jimmy pretty good. That's a good bit. I love yeah. you. Then the AI looks almost flawless. Dude, I, that's, that stuff's bothering me. Yeah. Because that's that's... It's not a matter of if that becomes something that's going to just destroy everything. It's when. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can already, there's already groups of people 
um, who are willing to delude themselves. And they're, they know their arguments are shit, but they're willing to stick to shit arguments. If you give them an out to say, I saw it on TV, even if it's AI generated, they'll stick to it even more. Mm-hmm. You know, you, I mean, the, the bonkers shit that people, that right wingers say. I mean, right, well, left wingers are bad too, but the right wingers are more bonkers. So, see, I mean, the, the technology has been around for a little while now to where you could, like our voices have been out there mm-hmm. a lot, so they could piece together an AI monologue where we say horrible things. Yeah, and there's really no way for us. No, there's to, no reason to do that. Though. They're not yet. We, we've done it ourselves. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> but don't waste your time, guys. It's out there. All you have to do is dig a little. Yeah, not even that much. Just <laughs> just scrape the grass off. Just scalp the scalp the grass. We'll. We're canceling ourselves. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's weird. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, probably there's going to be another cataclysm, and most of humanity will die off, and then we'll just have to rebuild again. Um, no, I don't think that's going to happen because, um, well, the the Earth's core has stopped is slowing spinning, and it's they think it might be starting to spin in a different direction. So that's weird. I don't know what happens whenever that happens. But it messes with the magnetic field. Yeah, so the North Pole is going to be the South Pole. Your compasses will be all fucked up. It's just a thing that will I'm, – I'm It f- happens every now and then. Sure. What I'm worried about is it'll make us a magnet for asteroids to come in and fucking – I don't think it works that way. Again. I don't think it does either, but I'm just making stuff up in my mind. <laughs> um, ironically, the asteroid belt shields us from so much of that stuff. Um, it's almost like a, a shield. It's a screen. Um, I, I don't think that there's going to be a cataclysm. I think there was going to be another super bug that will probably either be as bad or maybe worse or whatever. Um, then COVID or the plague COVID. Those are different. <laughs> the, the modern world. We're almost like Dan Carlin had a great, uh, analogy for modern armies versus ancient armies. Ancient armies could not take a punch. So therefore, if you give them one good punch, they'd go away. Like a uh, good example of that would be um, the Persians. You know, the Persians had this huge army. The Persians. So they could, you, they could deal out a good punch, but they couldn't take one. Because once you gave it to them, they would just kind of quit. That's a good analogy for what... what like a bunch of frays. Essentially, yes. Yeah. We, up until a certain point, could not take a punch as a species. We would be set back to zero and all that stuff. But with modern technology, we can take a punch. Now, on the surface, that seems like a good thing. It isn't. Because one of the things about being able to take a punch is adjusting in wartime. It's not adjusting. It's the fact that you can keep going to your ground down to nothing. So that's why society and, and civilization will go, not retract and regroup and rethink some shit. Just, ouch, we lost a few million people. We can just keep limping along with the bullshit we keep doing. We need a hard reset. It's just not going to happen. So I should say it's not going to happen under current conditions. If there's a meteor or something like that, then that's unavoidable. That might just destroy us all. And that's a definite possibility at any time. I think so, it's, I think something like that has happened multiple times. Sure, it's a it's where, called a mass extinction event where we've been set back to 
however many and well it used to happen to civilizations often like after rome fell you know it's called it's called the dark ages for a reason after rome fell you did you know that people who, who would see the aqueducts in rome thought that giants did it because <laughs> the breakdown of fucking civilization was that thorough and that extreme that they didn't know who the fuck the romans were so and rome was the center of the world you know, it, it's the thing about that. That kept happening. You know, there was a Dan. This is another Dan. I, I take. I steal so much of his shit. I swagger jack the shit out of Dan Carl. But no problem true. with that. But he says um, there used to be that saying, "Bomb you back to the Stone Age." At one point, you could have done that. Like you could bomb people, and then technology breaks down. And then fuck, they have to start over. That doesn't happen anymore. So the only thing that could happen like that is a worldwide thermonuclear war. Only even then, there's going to be pockets of people who are going to have fairly advanced technology that, that, that getting back on our feet is not going to be that difficult. Yeah, you'll still at least have some places will still at least have like gasoline. They can put well, there's and- arcs. There's arcs of people who, you know, live in these giant bunkers and stuff that are prepared for this. I got to be honest, if I was wealthy, I would live in one of those. I'd be like, we're going to come out and, and do things every now and then. But when we're home... We're here because this place is awesome. It's got everything we want to do. It's got a place to work out. It's got a pool. It's got all these things. We can get in better shape. We can watch TV. We can get smarter. We can read books. We can go out and travel when we want to travel. But that's only because the only thinking that, but this has got its own, I can see it's having its own drawbacks already because the only thing I do is sit in that fucking bunker. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I know myself. Yeah. Be like, <laughs> okay. like we've got a fleet of awesome cars. We can go anywhere. Yeah, but shit could happen. The bunker. <laughs> the bunker. All my guys. stuff's here. <laughs> we have all this cool stuff in the bunker. He's like, well, what do we have? Everything. We've got a thousand year supply of food. We'll never run out of power. What? Because I've seen these places. These places are legit. Have you? I've, I went down a rabbit hole in fucking YouTube looking at these doomsday bunkers. They're fucking awesome. You yeah. know, so like, and you take a elevator, get down to them. The only thing about about that is if that goes wrong, you know the how wrong that fucking up, goes. Yeah. You know, so. Hmm. It's pretty wild. There was a. A series of the doomsday prepper stuff. Yeah, I like that. There's multiple really rich people that have like almost, I wouldn't say cities, but like something the size of a subdivision underground. Bezos and Bill Gates and stuff like that, they have stuff that they, once they know things are going to go down. See, that's the reason that they can push things to the brink because they're, it's like, okay, it's one of the reasons Donald Trump was so dangerous as a president. You know, not his stupidity and all that stuff, although that ties into it. It's the fact that he's such a gutless coward and so so much of a narcissist who can't empathize with a regular person that he'd be willing, just for his own ego's sake, to push the world to the edge of nuclear oblivion because he knows he gets to go someplace and live afterwards. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's sort of like, um, <clears throat> did you ever watch Don't Look Up? Yeah. Sort of like the all the elites. Yes. Then yes. in, that, in that movie, how they had an escape hatch to where they could get out. Exactly, they don't give a fuck. Yeah. So that's what happens. Like Bezos doesn't give a fuck. Bill Gates doesn't give a fuck. None of these people give a fuck because they are. And and you can't. I don't think that's mental illness necessarily. I think that once you get that much money, it just ramps up all that fucking self self. What do you call it? 
self-protection stuff that you have as a normal human being. <laughs> now, I do think in the case of somebody like one of those guys who I think that Bezos probably is a sociopath, and I think that uh, Donald Trump is definitely a sociopath, um, that they almost in a way welcome it and want it to happen because then they, they get to sit underground in a bunker and have all their toys and everybody else has to die. It's like sitting out, sitting inside during a fucking snowstorm and feeling that feeling where it's warm and stuff inside and I've got everything I need in here. I don't have to go out. They get to feel that only at civilization. Civilization is now the fucking snowfall. Look at all those bombs dropping, and I'm perfectly safe here. Fuck them. You know what I mean? It's like. Can you imagine a world where the elites were actually elite instead of just wealthy? wealthy? We had that. We had a. Uh, the, the Greeks were that way. The. Um, well, it didn't work out well for them in the long run. I don't uh, think it works out well for anybody in the long run. I think it kind of did, and in, in, if you really look at it in a certain way, because what the Greeks have is a an ability to point to most of the modern things that we have and say, we are responsible for that democracy. Um, did learn something though, that I thought was uh, that the Romans, I always thought the Celts were, you know, just a group of lunatics head, headhunters, And we really were in a lot of ways, but we were the ones who start, who came up with roads. It was just so we could get to places and kill other people. But we, we, yeah, but we came up with Romans. The Romans <laughs> took them and improved them, but we we're the ones who came up with that idea. Because we were a chariot culture. Mm-hmm. The Romans were a very pedestrian culture. They walked everywhere. The Celts were a very mobile, riding horses and stuff culture. Like, the, the, the average Roman, even soldier, could not ride a fucking horse. They were terrible. Horses were... So they got all their cavalry and, and all their... It's one thing I noticed in the, that Rome show on HBO. They did not ride a lot no. of horses. That's actually accurate. The Celts were the ones who rode the horses. And if they needed somebody to fight, to have a, a mobile unit, they would get these units of fucking foreign people, the Numidians, the Celts, stuff like yeah, to fight for them and be there because they didn't want to learn how to do it. They're like, I'm not getting on that fucking thing. Look at the size of that thing. I can't blame them. You know? Celsword a... A term that George made up himself? I think it is. It's, That's pretty cool. It is. I'm looking it up right now. Sell swords. Uh, usually fantasy mercenary quotations. He might have actually made it up himself. I like it because... Uh, it says a fantasy mercenary, especially a sword using one. So he might have just made that shit up himself. It's pretty neat. Yeah. I mean, it's... um. You see that? I did. I think uh, my ring is still in my mom's attic. I had a blue one, a blue ring, though, but it had the same stickers, I'm pretty sure. But I used um, G.I. Joe's instead of these rubber, unarticulatable figures that the WWF put out back then. They were terrible. Not great. They looked good, but you couldn't move them. No. Like, I had it down to where I was articulating... Um, the GI Joes, where you could punch and kick oh, yeah. and do everything. Yeah. Like I'd have him climb the top rope and actually do the climbing, yeah. and then <laughs> jump off and I'd, I'd put the elbow. Yeah, out. I, yeah. Would, I was able to articulate him like that. Do we have a full, a full uh, GI Joe here that you could? Yeah, but he's pretty loose. Nah, that's fine. This guy was actually my main one. Let's see, I think I used to have that one. He was a uh, sub guy. I, I'd like punch, punch, punch. And he climbs the ropes, <laughs> and then he jumps off, drops the elbow. Yeah. I was able to do it. 
And then I'd have the other guy laying there and he'd sell. He'd be like, <laughs> he'd sell it. I don't know. Had full range of motion with these bad boys. Oh, yeah. And then you get G.I. Joe toys were really good toys. You get up and celebrate, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is loose. I like it. Um, I think this was my main guy that I used for like Sting. Sting was my favorite guy, and he was always beating up um, I probably Ric Flair. I didn't like Sting. I was not a big Sting. I mean, I liked him okay. Don't get me wrong, I didn't hate him. I hated Flair. Yeah. I mean, back you, when you were a kid, you're supposed Flair to Flair was the him. man you loved to hate. Well, sure. We haven't talked about Flair in a while. Apparently, there's a documentary <laughs> series on Peacock about Flair. What? Yeah. Like becoming I thought they, Flair or something. I thought they covered it in the, uh, the 30 for 30. You don't get much better than that. No. Um, no, I was, a, I was a Road Warriors fan. I was a Rock and Roll Express fan. Oh, yeah. Um, I hated the Midnight Express. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> even though they had one of the coolest fucking entrance themes ever, that. Yeah. it was wind blowing? I don't fucking get it. Um, mm. I used to say that's like, they're so ugly, but they think they're, but they think they're oh, good yeah. looking. It's like, that's the bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, Stan Lane was a pretty good looking guy. Stan Lane was. Whenever he joined but, the Midnight. But then they, but then they had beautiful Bobby and lovely boy, Dennis, lover boy Dennis, and they were both ugly as shit, and that was the joke. Like, yeah, people didn't get that. They're just regular looking yeah. dudes. <laughs> when you think about fucking, I loved. I went down a fucking rabbit hole with, uh, with Cornette. Oh boy. You talk about somebody who fucking despises right wing politicians and fucking hates Donald Trump with a violent passion. It's it's Cornette. He talks so much shit. Have you ever heard him? Yeah. It's fucking awesome. This is the Midnight Express theme. That's mm. Mm. I wonder who wrote that one. I don't know. He said it's based on theme from some movie it's good I want to see if I can find the clip of uh, him, him talking about Mania. it does sound familiar As you can tell, Jim Cornette and the Midnight Express are ready to take on the world. Let me tell you something, we are going to take on the world. We already have taken over the world where the world tag team champions. That's sweet Stan Lane, isn't it? Commodity in wrestling. The time in that Philadelphia. He's only like 27 at this time. Yeah, he came off that top rope, landed on Arn Anderson's head. It changed in that brief moment the entire face of professional wrestling. We beat the odds, we beat the system, we beat the unbeatable team. Tell him, Blanchard Arn Anderson, what you beat was a hasty retreat, brother. And in that same He's so same good, instant, dude. He doesn't get respect for how good he is on that fucking mic. We got the proof, brother. It ain't bragging. It's fact. We're the number one tag team. They need to bring managers wrestling. back. You want to talk in about wrestling? The, the only one you got brother, now is Rick Paul Heyman, I think. Football had now somebody God, all, still doing it. Not all these guys. He, he's a. Uh, He's Brock Lesnar's guy. No, he's Roman Reigns' guy now. Nine years of Mike um, life. But, but let me tell you something, Club. They think everybody has to Varsity be able to get Club. on the get on the mic and be good at it. You know, if you're a good wrestler and you're not very good at talking, get a fucking manager. 
and have them out there talking for him. That's what that's what he's there for because that's neither why. of these guys has a lick of charisma. So he get Jim Cornette out there to talk and let these guys work. Beautiful Bobby was such a good wrestler. Oh, one of the best. I mean, what do they call him? A night off? Yeah, it was a night off. A light touch. Um hmm, Giorgio Moroder, Midnight Express long theme. I think they stole it from this. There is a movie called Midnight Express. Yeah. I think uh, Midnight Express stole this because it's different, but it's the That's same. That's fucking awesome. They'll just change one note. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just change it a little bit. They did that when the when the uh, Red Warriors got sued for Iron Man. They just yeah, changed, a little changed bit. it just a little <laughs> bit. Never, I know I've played that on here, but it is just ever so slightly different. It's so ridiculous. Um, no, Cornette was so great. Um, Flair, so good. Sting was a good fucking white guy. Um. But, you know, Macho. Mach was just the fucking. Yeah, this is the. Uh, the Road Warriors one. Yeah. Okay, that's actually right. I think it might. All right. There is there is one that is there. Yeah, that's the WWE bullshit. Yeah, that was oh, terrible. Where did I find that at? Fucking I know WWE it's on YouTube somewhere. Garbage. Garbage ass wrestling. Mm. Fucking McMahon. That gorilla walk. God, he was so fucking stupid. The guy you love to hate. Yeah, no, I know he did it for that reason, but I fucking hate him. I mean, it worked on me. <laughs> <laughs> See, I love the fact that I can really hate him and know that's what they're trying to get out of me, but I still do it anyway. Like Jake Paul. Like, God, I hate his fucking guts. You know, I was like, well, he's trying to do that. Like, yeah, I get it. Doesn't make me hate him any less, you know. Okay, I think this is the. 46. Ah. That makes me nervous because I'm 46. Of course, I didn't take copious amounts of. I think this is their version of it. Still sounds the same, doesn't it? Maybe advanced. We are Iron Man. Just listen to the riff. It's just a little bit different. And then when they start, it sounds... How old was Animal when he died? Just a couple years ago. Yeah. They use different octaves of the... Right. Yeah, just a different note or two in there. Right. It's pretty much the same. <laughs> I love getting around stuff like that. Um, the Road Warriors were good on the mic. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they had a manager who was also good on the right. mic. Hawk was better than Animal. Yeah. Um, Rush. He was just, he had a real comedic sense. Like, he knew when he could be funny. Um, Ole Anderson was terrible. He sounded like somebody's Midwestern uncle scolding somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, Tully Blanchard was pretty good. Um, uh, what's his name? Jay, JJ Dillon was JJ Dillon. He was, was good. Great. Um, well, that was a stable, the four horsemen where everybody was good on the mic. And then you have another guy that's good on the mic. Sure. Arn was great. Bar, uh, Barry Wyndham, when he was in the horseman, wasn't great on the mic, but you give him, a he had his moments. He wasn't, he, was, he, he wasn't, wasn't terrible. terrible. No. Um, then you had the terrible ones like, uh, 
Oh God, they're they're even more fun. The ultimate Santana's bad. Ultimate Warrior was so fucking awful. It was just the worst stream of consciousness nonsense fucking ever. So bad. Um, You know they made a new Night Court. Not interested. Um, Neither am I. I'm just letting you know. Do you know they made a new Roadhouse and Conor McGregor's? Yeah, I wonder which guy he is. I hope he's a villain. I hope he's a, he's got to be a bad guy. Yeah, tell him to go fuck off. Oh, fuck off! You're not <laughs> kicking me out of this batter. <laughs> he's as big as me now. He weighs 260 pounds. Oh, he's only he's tall. <laughs> he's, he's only five nine. Oh, is he? Yeah, because we're roughly at, the same build. He fought at 145. All right. Uh, he's got it. He's he's close to two, definitely from from looking at him now. You see, John I thought he Jones. was 260. No, no. He's close to 200. John Jones, though, is close to 260 now. Okay. He used to fight at 205. He'd walk around at like 230 mm-hmm. and cut down to 205. But now he's he's getting close to 260. He's powerlifting because he's going to start fighting heavyweight here very right. soon. That could be terrifying. As good as he was at light heavyweight, now he's he's bulked up. He could be fucking people up. Sure. He could also get fucked up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It only takes one when you get to the heavyweight division. Exactly. That's one of the reasons I love heavyweight boxing and stuff. Francis Ngannou, who's maybe might be the scariest looking person in the world, um, he got out of his UFC contract. They Tyson the Fury title. wants to fight him, doesn't he? Um, he wants to do something, but Tyson Fury is already booked up for another fight. And he, he's fighting Usyk, isn't he? I think so. But Tyson Fury That's said be a good fight. He he told uh, Francis we could do a uh, a boxing match in a cage with four ounce gloves, which are MMA gloves. So just do like a Muay Thai fight, something like that. Yeah, but Tyson can't kick. He might know how to kick by now. He could learn to kick. Just learn to defend a kick. Well, he's just a very good boxer. I mean, he's like, have you ever watched his fights? Yeah, he's great. He's really good. Like he's the most evasive, a guy that size that's evasive. That moves like that. Yes. I mean. He moves like a light, a lightweight. I mean, I watched that. That 200. The first fight with Deontay Wilder was a draw. It's fine. That second fight was a beating. It was and an the third, And that third fight was almost like those, as bad. It looked like those cops in Memphis against uh, that one guy. Yeah, dude. I mean, I was. He was bleeding out of his ear and just. And scared. That's the only time I've ever seen. You can see it on his face. He's actually scared. It's like, this he, guy's going to fucking He kill knows me. he's beat. Yeah. And he knows there's nothing he can do. He's got the one hitter quitter, but he can't get him with it because exactly. he's too good. Exactly. And then after the fight, he blames his outfit that he wore. <laughs> well, I mean, what else did he blame? Oh, you, the, the, the whole thing. I went I went down that rabbit hole again the other day because it's so fucking entertaining. Um, and the thing about it was I liked Deontay Wilder, or I did. You know, he seemed like a hell of a guy. Like, the, when he went through that whole shit with, uh, with Charlie Zelenoff, and he didn't hurt him. And he really could have hurt him. Oh, he could have motherfucked he, well, him up. No, he could have just killed him. Mm-hmm. And he was gentle. And he actually got, Wilder actually felt really like he's a very nice man. And then he's just such a sore loser. Mm-hmm. We're going to watch a highlight video of Deontay Wilder's knockouts. It is rough. It's that, it's just a, a fucking straight right, usually. 98% with 20 knockouts in the first round. Yeah, but that's, they show that. But what they didn't show is that The Undertaker, he sat up and got yeah. joined him before the second round. He is a two-time winner of the Premier Boxing Championships Knockout of the Year Award in 2016 and 2017. And the winner of the Ring Magazine Jesus. Knockout of the Year Award in 2000. Incomprehensible power. So, without yeah. further ado, 
Let's check out Deontay Wilder's top. I love those belts. Yeah, Boxing belts really just nice. look so American. Yeah, they do. Ethan Cox. Wilder made his professional debut. This poor white motherfucker. 22 after winning a bronze medal at the 2008 Olympic Games. See, he just bronze. Yeah, he got screwed out. Oh, did he? Something happened. He got Wilder points taken or something. Ethan in the second round, pushing him back with a long, strong jab. Ethan was thrown back against the ropes. Here you can see how unskilled he is. Yeah, exactly. He's not a very good fighter. For Wilder to use He's his signature move. Can really he he should have done right. MMA. Yeah, he should have. MMA is a completely different style of striking. Yeah. And his his style looks more MMA-like. That, that one-hitter quitter is something else. Lykovich's career did not go as planned for the Belarusian. Okay, I'm tired of listening to this motherfucker. I do want to see him knock out this fucking polar bear-ass bitch, though. Wilder finished Lykovich with a right hand midway through the first round, but the outcome wasn't pleasant. As his body collapsed to the canvas and his legs began to shake, it appeared like the boxer had lost all control. Oh, God. Oh, man. Oh, God. Yeah, it's rough. That's tough. That's mm -hmm. what you sign up for, though. That's why we do this. The worst part was watching the press conferences where Deontay Wilder's wife started talking shit to Tyson yeah. Fury. Shut up, woman. <laughs> I mean, she was. You a real man? Yeah. <laughs> hey, woman. Hey, woman. <laughs> That's what he should have done. Is <laughs> pulled a B.A. Barack. I mean, a <laughs> fucking B.A. Barack. It's a fucking uh, Club of Lang. We got some Tyson Fury highlights. I saw a thing about him. He's inspiring. Like, oh, he's great. You ever watch his Rogan interview? No. It's pretty pretty crazy. He got up to like 450 pounds. Don't do that. Don't wave him in, you idiot. And you're wearing a skate. Back when he had hair. <laughs> oh. This guy's just getting pieced up. I know. Tough guy. Oh. He, look, he, I got, that guy's got an iron chin, though. Holy shit. He's, he's pouring it on him now. Oh, drop your hands. Who's this tall-ass motherfucker? Guys, every bit as big as Tyson. Yep. Guys, got to be six eleven. He should not be able to do this. Nope. Like he's so big. I know. Oh, little delayed reaction there. See his trunks. He had the Irish and Union Jack. Yeah, I see. Trunks. He's, yeah, he's got the because he's a. An Irish gypsy that lives in England. He's a traveler. A pikey. God, they're tough people. Anything else you want to talk about? You think we're done here? I think we're done. I think it was a pretty good show. Pretty, yeah. yeah, hour 45, we're good to go. All right, thanks for listening. Two episodes in one week. Suck up on it. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll play the, play the song to get us out. Bye.